done. Awesome. None of you get to hear me for an hour. <laughs> well, let's do it right now. No, I refuse. Okay. Because you haven't introduced us. Easy, easy peasy then. Introduce us, Lackey. Take it away, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Just Ben's because I'm the one with the facial hair this time doesn't mean that I'm the Ben, all right? That's so exactly what that means. And you have the bouncy castle, so hop on. I don't know what you're talking about. There's definitely not a bouncy castle over there, so. <laughs> Welcome us to the Dresden Bio Podcast. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> I don't Apparently do what today you we're say, doing no we're doing we're doing prediction episodes because the book yes. comes out next week and all of you just can't wait a week or two to read it so we have to speed through it's it. it's more like we can't wait a week or two to make predictions because we will have read it by then so yes yeah six of one half a dozen of the other you guys are impatient and it needs to be said the new book comes this out is literally the eleventh exactly. hour buddy yeah so. So. enjoy the six chapters we're about to get and then just take a week. Right. We Are have we, five chapters now, and we're getting the sixth chapter this upcoming Tuesday. So let's see how wrong we can get how fast. When the book, there you go. Book I like it. Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday. It's on a Tuesday, but it's, it's on, on the Tuesday, Tuesday after the next chapter. Right. Right. So it's the chapter. It'll be next Tuesday, the last mm-hmm. chapter, and the book will be coming out. Yes. Next chapter is on Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday, the book comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're doing predictions. And are we going to do the bingo card thing? I don't know. I don't know how you structure bingo card stuff into a uh, a podcast unless we want to write down all of our ideas. Isn't it just a five by five square? Well, and then you just, can use yeah. no. You could just we don't, use it it's as not a like framework for out. predictions. Just bring up characters, and we'll do. I guess the general okay. predictions. Of that right. Okay. So should right. we start with the free space? Yes. <laughs> Harry gets hurt. That is the free space. Yeah. Which I maintain, if you've read the first few chapters, has already happened emotionally, but. Okay. It, uh, yeah, it's free space, whatever. We can quibble, but you know he's going to get a bump or a scrape or a bruise or, you know, broken bones <laughs> somewhere. Right. And maybe he won't even if... notice it because of the winter mantle or something, but it'll happen. Uh, he doesn't okay, get to well, come through these unscathed. Oh, no, he has been. Was... He had a cold was... and he felt the pain. We've oh, yeah, he was sneezing. It. Oh, yeah, that was fucking weird. Hmm. Also, he felt the aches and pangs, and uh, in the back in the apartment. The okay, free space taken. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's well, I was going to say we do have an upper limit on his injuries, though, too, because you know Christmas Eve. So he, okay. it's not like he's holed up in the hospital for the next six months. Because, okay, this is taking. Know. Okay, so he's not going to be an invalid, well, it would have but been he could go to Arctis Tor for another now. three months to recover from death. I was going to say this is the summer, so it could easily have been six months, and now he's out of the hospital. Yeah. Hmm. We got time. Yeah. I mean, I da- I tend to doubt it just because he's going to be fighting a titan, which you would think would lay him up for months and months at a time. But fighting a titan, I like that. I know that should have been the name of the book, but oh well. Right. How many letters is that? Does that fit the? No, I, don't I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. What's what's another prediction? Let's start with Thomas. Okay. What about him. Okay. Let's start. Like, that, the things I feel that we like know this about is him. Too easy. Yeah. Yeah, the things we know about Thomas is going to start an international incident. Oh wait, it's the premise of the whole book. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Let's see. He he has stated uh, upcoming babies. Yeah. So he thinks they're delicious. Oh wait, no, he's having one. Wait, we have. We that have, could be the same it thing. Could be the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have the problem of his parentage, which everyone thinks Ebenezer doesn't know. And that'll be the reveal. How about? Let's do the fun one then, if you're going to okay. invoke his name. Yeah. So is Ebenezer, is Ebenezer or is 
Ebenezer's Ramirez, the, there's the no way no 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 the double agent I was going to go with the double agent one which oh. which one of them doesn't know because apparently you know they can't contradict each other so <clears throat> I mean if if and I maintain I don't have to if I had <laughs> to choose between the two it would be Ramirez uh-huh. over Ebenezer as the double agent but I don't believe either one of them I mean are. on the so on the one hand you have like one of the most powerful brawling wizards I mean, for several centuries, let's just put it out there, there. And then on the other hand, you have the broke-ass kind of stand-in captain of of the the mm-hmm. wardens. But it's like, I mean, other than Ramirez's political, for lack of a better word, position, like, he is not the guy you want to be taking, <laughs> right? You'd be like, oh, hey, Ramirez, I need you to run. Oh, yeah. Um, defend yourself pick up a sword, you know, just anything, you know, like... Well, I suppose it's more but, for his position at this point. Right. It's the argument either way is Ramirez is, like, the new guard. He sees the council has been corrupted. He sees maybe through Harry that there's another way, and it got twisted and manipulated. Through Ebenezer, you could make the argument of the past and what it's cost him to be a loyal soldier and being the black staff, losing his daughter and his wife and all this, and that has... <laughs> warped him into thinking he knows better you can make these arguments i'm not saying sure. i buy them but yeah, that okay. would be the argument to make right now i mean yeah as i especially find it hard to believe like ebenezer hasn't been compromised and ebenezer might have been replaced but then you get like all sorts of implications about how much it knows about his family history at that point i can't imagine after turncoat that Ebenezer and the senior council didn't triple down on mental defenses. Like, it's not to say that they're incorruptible, but at the same time, like, now they're on guard, whereas before they were thinking, oh, well, we're safe inside the halls of Edinburgh, but now it's just well, like... Well, I'm not even factoring it. in potential nemesis, and I'm just talking about ideological over right. the time being warped and, and transformed. No, I I really don't buy that with either of them, right? Like, right. It, if either. Ramirez, yeah, if Ramirez is being warped in any way, it's by Harry against the White Council, you know, just that sort of wow. thing. But he's not going to be somehow slung back around the other direction against Harry. I can't imagine, but but yeah, it's it's more yeah to me like one you know one of them could be a doppelganger, you know, like that could be a thing. You know, there's more than a few things that we still haven't even seen that could take you know, take the shapes of, of one of these guys, but. And it is super suspicious that uh, Ebenezer was invited in instead of being like vetted by the Svartels as he was going through. He he wasn't invited. Harry invited him. Harry invited like under his uh, aegis of Malik. Yeah, once he was around. After the fact. Yeah, right. But they weren't able to vet him. And so he was like barging through and then causing a ruckus. And then it's like, no, no, I'm inviting him. He's my guest now under Molly. Which is. Yeah, which is kind of tough because that's totally Ebenezer, though. Like, I mean, if you're going to put it up on the wall of, like, one if says he's Ebenezer and the other one Harry. says you shoot him, that one's squarely in the middle. Like, yeah. I mean, who are the most likely people to do it? Harry and his grandfather. Right. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, it is in, in his personality, but also you didn't get to really vet who he was. Yeah, because I, I guess the main the main counter to that being inside of Eb's, you know, personality is the fact that Eb probably like it, it, it hinges on whether or not he he's buying his own press on being able to turn these guys into pretzels or not right like he's for whatever reason he's decided that he's going to push their buttons because fuck them 
and he he knows that he can do it which is what we got or you get the ebenezer that's like this is completely uncool especially about a week before peace talks maybe i'm gonna have a little bit more sense than that because that's what i tell harry to do right right he usually is telling harry uh think through your actions think through the politics Right. Uh, like be very careful with how mm. you act with all of your immense power so why is he so rattled now right well, and, and the of... main hang up i have at that point again is you know if if all of that's going on yeah either he's infected or something somehow else has access to his history because i mean he knows shit Dre- that dresden himself doesn't know so well, we see yeah, right in the later chapter that came out a couple of months ago when they're facing off against the hound how scared he is again so i have to imagine there's some signs of this possibly also coming to the forefront that already have him rattled whether or not right. whether or not harry gets introduced to the hound first at that moment it could have already been out and about or right. some other sure and i mean it, it to use the rattled word like he could be rattled enough that he could give a shit because he already knows that the peace talks are going to fail and they're a pretense and so he's just skipping to the end well he you know, also in his mind. <laughs> he also doesn't he has a not all that hidden like sort of species <laughs> like humans are one thing and supernatural He's racist, are the other. yeah i mean he is he yeah. doesn't he doesn't see these i mean thomas is the same way it, you know whether or not jim makes it so he absolutely doesn't know that thomas is his grandson or like i think he does know and he's simply not admitting it because all he sees is lord wraith's son right I, that's what i think fits better into his character that's why he doesn't yeah i mean i get i get that the story beats are there and that the the, you know it kind of fits the tropes and shit like that but like coming from ebenezer's perspective like he's been on the senior council for you know most of a decade by now fighting a war against vampires the white court are manipulators who stole his daughter as far as he's concerned even though we know she almost certainly went willingly like it you got such an uphill climb to convince him that you know a white court vampire is benign let alone benevolent you know mm-hmm. so like even even if you know he absolutely like i would buy it he absolutely knows that thomas and and his relationship and all of this other stuff but you you a tiger doesn't change its stripes right like he it doesn't matter like you know laura's the same way like she is going to eat dresden probably this book for crying out loud is because of what we got from the trailer but like how much is left over is is really the question but you know like regardless of their history their benevolence their you know other truces and things like that like she's gonna get him eventually you know so i don't know i i can see ebenezer just being that stubborn sorry go ahead no i mean she said as much I wouldn't be surprised if she tries to take some sort of shot, either directly or indirectly, at Ebenezer after he almost turned her into a pretzel. Right. Yeah. So, okay. It'll be interesting. So, Thomas is. I mean, really, I don't. I don't know that there's anything interesting there that we don't already strongly speculate or know. I'll well, stick with Ebenezer I mean, then and say whether or not he's going to live or die. Because I think dead. I wouldn't be. I will not be surprised if he dies. However, I right. believe it's a red herring. I think it's kind of like Hawkeye in Ultron. He's being. He's like, look over mm-hmm. here. Meanwhile, ah. 
Right. And, and I, I, I'm kind of solidly in the middle on this now, right? Like I suspected that he was dead and now there's even more evidence that he's dead, but in the back of my head, there's now a caution that says it's too obvious. Right. Yeah. He doesn't tend to do the obvious thing. Right. Right. So, you know, because it's like, Oh, Ebenezer shows up in the first couple of chapters and we're laying on the family stuff. So we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. We're doing that to work you up to make the fall harder, which is also a common trope. I mean, um, and he's done that quite a lot. Right. I'm trying to remember the exact character, but like the, the walking dead had a character like that in season two or three, where it was like, this guy had like four lines in season one. And then he suddenly became a very important character for season two. That guy's a goner, you know, like that, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it it almost seems like the red shirt thing, except for you've known this guy for 15 books. Ensign Johnson, tell me about your extended family. Oh my God. Orphans, all of them, you know, like, yeah. And then Johnson dies five minutes later, you know. Part of it is like uh, when Harry says stars and stones, Ebenezer says, don't say that. You don't even know what it means. It's like, well, you didn't teach me. I just feel like, okay, we're not going to get the answer from Ebenezer. He's going to die before he can tell us. Right. And so, because we've got a couple of tropes in that regard too, right? Because Ebenezer is also going to get warped, I think. And that's why we're seeing, like, we got the little bit of a mm. teaser with the with the corner hounds, the hounds of Tindalos, is that Ebenezer is one, he's like the only character on the screen that we're not sure Harry could beat him even through some kind of trickery. We don't want to see Harry fight him, you know, oh, for yes, a multitude do. of reasons. Oh, yes, we do. You're... Uh, you're excused from this conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see him fight him for a multitude of reasons. Especially right? since there'll he's, be stupid reasons. He's right. He's a staunch ally. He's one of the strongest wizards. Like we know others are more powerful, right? But we we've seen Ebenezer and, and heard of what he's done and that sort of thing. So he's about the strongest we can think of, at, at least from my perspective. And so to see him scared and to see him get his ass beat, you know, is it's Worf. You know, Worf is 12 feet tall and he's four feet wide and he he fucking chews batlets for fun and sharpens his teeth and he gets thrown around by the Borg or the Ferengi or whoever the fuck is is invading the ship this week. Mm-hmm. So that whatever we've got to be smart and overcome it. by beating up your tank. Exactly. Exactly. And that so but that doesn't necessarily excuse him from getting ganked either, right? Like I sure. mean so mortally wounded, point, maybe laid up in the hospital. Sure, you know, but dead is like E.G. kind of brought me around on that. Right? It's it's too obvious. So and at some point, Harry is going to have to figure out these curses, things about the outsiders. We're going to need some progress on this story at some point. You can't just keep pushing it off forever. He could yeah. tell us like eighty-five percent of it and then die, similar to like <laughs> last year of like, oh yeah, and your mother dead. Yeah, stars and stones means. Yeah, yeah. like if he's you know, like he's dying because <laughs> like, the corner hound ripped his lungs out, and he's just right. like, I, I wish I could have told you. <laughs> right. Like, oh god, I wish I had these five minutes to tell you something meaningful, but it just hurts. So and instead, bad. he touches I... his head and imparts some sort of wisdom into his id that he has to go deep in his head two books later to figure out. Yeah, that right. could be fun. He gets he gets a no, we couldn't. Red gem. Yes, yes, it could be fun. Gets brought up again. So anyway. So yeah, so, I guess like I have said, I will not be surprised dies. if he dies, but I don't think he will. I right. think I think it's a misdirect. I do think Jim said though that they're going to have a showdown between Thomas and Ebenezer, like an actual family fight between the two of them. Well, and again, that's I, when he that works either way. Out. 
that that works whether he knows or not. Again, mm. I, I believe I've made my case as to why yeah. he does know. But it, it, either way, it works, and Lara is just as likely to possibly get involved in that. Oh yeah, right. This is a very family fight book, mm-hmm. especially since, based on what we know about the trailer, she's directly a player in what's happening with or to Thomas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think Thomas did to get in jail? I have to imagine he killed. So I I don't think it's as simple as like espionage. That seems silly. Mm-hmm. Like he he has to have killed or somebody thinks he killed someone. Mm-hmm. So, well, so Ev- Evelyn, right? That's the Ivana. chick's name, Ivana. Okay, and she's a Spartolf. She's a Spartolf, and he is so, one of her lovers. And she right. is the one in the trailer saying, what is going to happen to him? And she says, justice. Right. And so did he do something against the Spartans? Like, does she have another lover and they fought? Does he, you know, he fuck up steal something from her or, you know, somebody like that, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and really the, the key thing there is, is the, the why as much as the what, you know, like, you know, it, Laura would have to send him there for some reason or, you know, unless he knows something is coming up because of how close he is to the situation, you know, like, well, I mean, it's still that, Thomas. Um, he has a plan, right? Or he's coming up with a plan for how he's going to deal with things with Justine yeah, at the end well, of the first well, chapter. Making sure that she's safe from Laura. And right, and he Harry. doesn't include Harry on it because he's like Harry and that he doesn't want to be a burden. He doesn't, mm-hmm. I assume, want to go to Laura, even though she has the resources for obvious reasons because she's fucking Laura. Right. And you don't want to do that. So if you take matters into your own hands and you're going off half cocked in that very, you know, McCoy Dresden way, then you do something stupid. Right. So, so the trailer says that the peace talks is Marcone's baby. Right. right. And which makes sense. It's in Chicago. He's hosting it. Right. Right. And he's probably trying to get a whole bunch of crap out of it. And Laura is possibly trying to spoil it or something sure. well they've been allied so far so uh, far that yeah, yeah i mean that that doesn't discount the possibility of backstabbing i suppose by Lara. <laughs> but um i mean everyone theoretically gains to have a secession for the moment against the fomar especially marcone because he's been doing the brunt of the work in chicago and all that right but i mean yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just tough because I'm also thinking about bombshells, right? Because right. it's one of the last times that we had most of these people on same screen. Not not the characters, but the factions, right? So we had the White Courts involved because Justine. Uh, we've got Molly and uh, Andy, right, was the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Spartalves and the Fomor. And so, like, I got to imagine... Oh right, he so he was there. Okay, yeah, I I couldn't remember if that if I was like filling that in or not. Yeah, so. he had to. What was it? He had to like spend twenty four hours getting it on with them or something. Yeah, win win. Right. right, terrible punishment for all those involved. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, so like you know, the Spartans have got a lot of reason to have goodwill towards you know Justine and you know Thomas by proxy potentially, but. Yeah, I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got to be something huge to, like, turn that, you know, to, like, not give them the benefit of the doubt, even, you know, or something like that. Like, I get there all the letter of the law and shit like that, but I don't know. 
it just seems like, you know, if you, if you two are banging it out all the time, because, you know, your lovers and whatever, like you're the whole point of keeping track of that sort of shit is because you're, you're a security leak slash manipulating force, especially as a white court vampire anyway. So to just completely turn 180 on that, it's gotta be like antithetical to your plans or, or your people or whatever, you know? So either he stole some huge MacGuffin or he killed somebody that was very important, you know? And that's like, or, I mean, obviously probably framed for those things, but you know, like I could see it being like uh Etri or what's the security guy. Well, there's guy. No, 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 no. Like the Svartolf. Uh, yeah. Autry, I think. Okay, that's why I keep screwing up the names because they're they're, they're basically like, the same. Yeah, they're so similar, but uh, yeah. So I mean, that's I don't know. That's my vote. So, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of these are. I wouldn't be surprised okay. if. But oh, I that means it's... that means east. I just put that together. Nice. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be surprised if he's being framed, but I feel like he did something stupid on his own. Probably right. both. Like he's being manipulated a little framed for doing something stupid and now or it's being or he did the stupid thing and it's being behind the scenes blown out of proportion whatever well yeah i mean he got caught which is the biggest sin for all all the parties involved right like you know because he's white court they're gonna you know put him out to pasture for it mm -hmm. and you know anybody who plays the game isn't gonna respect him so you know that would be sufficient even if it was like <laughs> a gold coin purse you know and it's basically no practical value to anybody involved the fact that he got caught is enough you know mm -hmm. so or framed because he didn't have the more clever excuse or you know alibi or counter frame <laughs> you know like you can't frame me i set you up before that you know so the double triple cross because white did you ever watch that episode of rick and morty for the double triple cross what yeah, it Damn it! God damn it! Okay, I was like, "What season is it?" Is what the I was newest ask, one? But... We okay, already had this no. argument. Yeah, Ugh. you know, you know better. You already know my answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'm. Do we have more things to talk about, Thomas? Because I, I want to get on EG's nerves and then cast things out like way okay, far. Go right. For it. So, um, so for example, something that is more compelling because we have zero evidence for it is what do you think the alphas are doing, or at least the remaining alphas? Are they going to be in this? Are they going to be? get on my nerves? No, I haven't started with you yet. Oh, right, because so. you're going to move on to Murphy and possibly Butters. Just Absolutely mind. Butters, yeah, because, I mean, A, he's already been mentioned, so it's a little oh, easy. Oh, so fuck him. Be he's like, out. Go away. The Knights have nothing not to do out. with this. No, he's, the Knights have nothing to do with this. I don't want to hear it. He's the resident no. knight. He's no, I don't care. Involved. He's the resident piece of shit. He can get shot in the head. No, <laughs> so that's your not. prediction? He gets. No, games. it's not my prediction. It's my want. There's a difference. I know better. He's a fan insert character. He's going to live forever. So I think he's Alpha's certainly going to hell with Harry. So similar to a lot of other characters who might have been mentioned and then they didn't come back, like perhaps uh -huh. Tara West or Irwin is we already know he's coming back. They're probably just going to be seen in the background as shit's going down of See trying to save people. So, okay. So I like the Irwin angle. So I, I'm going to focus on that. Right. So on the one hand, I didn't necessarily take the the micro fiction as saying he's coming back to the main series so much as setting him up for the young adult fiction thing anyway. However, your comment made me trigger in on the fact that 
maybe he is, right? He's going to be there. And while Harry is running around trying to take care of Chicago and evacuate people, one of the places he winds up is, you know, St. Mark's Academy for the Gifted and Talented. And so you see him do, you know, some of that stuff. I mean, come on, he's the perfect beast for the X-Men, X-Men mansion, um, but he's got to save his daughter, right? And so like that's, that's an interesting, you know, bingo space where it's like leaves Ebenezer to die while he runs off to St. Mark's to, you know, save his daughter or whatever. If you gather all of the important people in one spot, that's where you sh- throw the nuke that like, right. So if also you're gathering all of your children in one spot, that right. place is going to be attacked. So what if that's what Thomas did? He did something to the children. They would kill him. Yeah. They could well, work. yeah. Like he, had, he attacked the school where literally all of the supernatural kids in Chicago go. Yeah. Hmm. Well, is she there yet by this point? I don't think I, so. I don't know, but well, but that's is that's great speculation though, isn't it? So yeah. Otherwise it'd I be mean, too well, obvious. either way, I, I mean I granted I don't know how it works for supernatural schools, but it is summer, so school might be out. Well, so right, but but we can press that a little further. Maybe it's not school, maybe it's daycare. Maybe Mm -hmm. these guys have got, you know, especially the locals, they've got to have their kids somewhere. So Harry leaves them with someone who is a neutral territory where all of these other kids are going to be, who is capable of taking care of and protecting his daughter. She's going to wind up in one of two places, either Michael's or here. And that's that's why I'm like, you know. As far as I'm concerned, that would be stupid on his part and it would have to have been a compulsion because either A, leave her where she is on Svartalf ground where she's fine, B, take her to even better ground with the carpenters. Mm-hmm. Or C, if you really absolutely had to, you find a way to put her in the domain of either the council or under the winter court ages. You don't put her on just some the random. The council's trying territory. to kill him still. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm <laughs> regular ground that they control, not with them, but uh-huh. in general, in an area. That. But it's but it's all connected, right? Like if he doesn't if he doesn't, he doesn't believe that the Spartans are going her. to stay neutral, he's not going to leave them there. The carpenters make sense, so maybe the carpenter house actually does get burned down this time, or there's some other reason why I he can't. I have to imagine you know, if the Titan came so. crawling into town, they would repel that. The angels? Yes, I imagine the angels can take on a Titan. the The question is, it can't. As in, they're not physically capable of it, or or metaphysically capable to of it. Yeah. By their metaphysical rules, that's that a weird I question. think counts. I, even if the the Titan steps on the ground and breaks shit a hundred feet away, if it starts coming towards them, I think they have some latitude. Hmm. That counts as a supernatural. I it. I mean, obviously, it doesn't count if it's one step removed, though, right? So they've got pretty strict rules well, because Nicodemus says, "Go burn that house down." No, if it's a yeah. Titan's worshiper, it was a human, then yeah. If it's the um, Titan just, itself. If the Titan picks up a car and throws it at the house. What yes, about? I'm pretty sure they can stop the car. Now I have this image of like the carpenters right next to Wrigley Field's ruins and like the rest of Chicago burned down and smashed. And But their, the their yard. You know, well, before yeah. we got the Titan reveal, I was of the impression that either A, uh, it would be some sort of like bomb network set up in like undertown that would collapse a few blocks of city that would Mm -hmm. then set off or b since it's the summer that wrigley field could be having a home game and that would get blown up and that would set off something 
because it's uh, got to be something that can't be ignored right you know? now we, now obviously we know what that is but right before that it was sort of like a supernatural domestic terrorism i always like right. the idea of the dragon coming back and stomping around chicago because you cannot ignore a dragon right so i mean this is a little bit off topic but a it's the same topic, just not what we're talking about for the show, right? How big do we think the Titans are in this case? Are we talking like Attack of the 50-foot-tall woman, or are we going bigger than that? Because Well, I think it's yeah. kind of like Ferrovex in the sense that their powers contain, like, whatever Titan you're talking about is maybe tall, maybe as tall or taller than Harry, but wow. it's not going to be like Skyscraper tall unless they unleash themselves. Okay. You know, Which it's, it's going to be, they're not going to be kaiju-size... Right the whole time but he it's did just gonna say be like harry is going to fight a kaiju at some point right okay fine i don't again, think that, would that, do that that's as more a like switch it, though like it's, it's more like a if they release their power and go super saiyan and transform into their true form but uh -huh. by but sitting across the table he could probably sit next to a seven two woman and like that like Faravax did right know? so i got you because yeah because you know, i know we all we know like if you even, were in a gym, that kind of power has to be contained or it starts fucking with the world around you. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, and that, okay, I, I, that makes sense. I mean, just part of it was like, I mean, 50 feet is like even nothing compared to the Chicago downtown, right? So it's like, we're either talking like, if we're talking like a skyscraper-sized Titan, then, I mean, shit, you know, there's just no comparison. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Godzilla is, is shorter than some of those buildings, you know, so... Or she was just, just a relatively tall person that causes such indiscriminate damage with her power that it can't be ignored. It doesn't necessarily have to be that there's this 2,000 foot creature walking around, but rather that there's actually no good explanation for what's going on. And there's people at the epicenter of each one of them. Do you think we're going to find out who stole that uh, tape from Full Moon in this book? No. Because people who are trying to cover things up are not going to be able to. I mean, okay, see the same department, maybe, but that's going to be conjecture. There's no way, like, unless somebody says, oh, yeah, here, we're here to help clean up your mess. And we're like, what mess? Well, you remember the tape, and then everyone's like, <gasps> you know, but I, unless we get, like, hit on the head with it, I think we're just going to see, like, you know, maybe somebody's running around with a neuralizer or something, but it's a joke. Not really, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I almost certainly, we are going to have to have some kind of government response. I don't necessarily expect to see them this book beyond the FBI level, right? Seeing Rich and Tilly, not off the table, in my opinion. So if you want to put I that on a big card. Tilly comes back in this book. Sure, sure. And I mean, it could be, I mean, shit, man, it's been five years. I can't keep track of all the speculation in the word of Jim. That's EG's job. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like I could see that happening, uh, especially if we were dealing with the like bombing Wrigley Field or blowing up Undertown types of scenarios, right? Like it seems very easy to slide them in to be, you know, to be involved. But now we've also got this thing with IA. So unless they're going to be, you know, like a foil or a fulcrum against each other, and for some reason, mm. those guys are coming in to muck up Rudolph, you know, because they're investigating crooked IA who's, you know, investigating crooked ex-cop because reasons, you know, but. Um, okay, so the know. guy that is with Rudolph, right? And. Yeah, what was his name again? Uh, Bradley. And Bradley. Murphy says he's good. He doesn't play the game. That's why he's the junior officer to Rudolph, even though he's way older. Right. Um, 
And so if he investigates, he's going to like kind of like tell you of like getting to the actual fucking truth right. instead of the crazy lies or the smear campaigns or anything like that. So if the, he does it well enough, maybe Murphy gets exonerated for all of the other crap that she wasn't able to explain. Or like, yes, I had to disappear for a day to go save a, a girl in Arctic's tour. Yeah, I mean, maybe yes, maybe no. Like Murphy is not going to magically get exonerated. That's a hard no to me. Bradley coming down on her side. So I think I think there's a professional courtesy, right? And I think he's going to work to like, he might go as far as to say, okay, she didn't ultimately have anything to do with it. But I don't like, I guess where I'm saying maybe no is I don't think he's going to get clued in unless again, he gets the like a Rollins incident, right? Or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. just because he's pro Murphy or pro finding the truth doesn't mean he's going to get past the mortal preconceptions of yeah that wasn't actually a vampire i didn't actually just fight some crazy ass teleporting hound in the fucking street or past the mortal politics of you know what it looks like right because yeah. i mean rudolph it's literally mentioned in the chapter right rudolph literally watched cops eaten by a fucking werewolf and he still doesn't believe any of that bullshit and you know basically brought on carmichael's you know distrust uh, you know, to a to an extent, right? And I think Carmichael would have come around eventually if he had survived. Oh, he did, but, yeah. But uh, I mean, more obviously. But you know, Rudolph kind of like fills in that character and and takes it to eleven, especially being corrupt. You know, he's sold out to the Red Court. He's sold out to whoever is this. It'd be funny as shit to find out that now the Ebes have come back. Put that on your bingo card because <laughs> they survived in the Never Never, and and they're still pulling Rudolph's strings because who else is doing it? So, well, yeah. Murphy says Marcone, which is weird. But it's yeah, it's double weird, right? Like Marcone's gonna fuck with Harry if he gets something out of it. But I mean, I think in this case, Marcone would be just as content to do what he's done in the past, which is let Harry be himself. He knows right. Harry's going to defend Chicago. He knows that unless Marcone gets in his way for some reason, Harry is going to defend Marcone even, whether he likes it or not. So why go out of his way to start fucking with him now? And why go the, take him out, out of the way play? to fuck with Murphy too? Because, right. I mean, they were helpful to each other. And then she gets taken out essentially she's so much broken and an invalid now right but if he finds her annoying all he has to do is not engage with her he has, right. does not need to do anything to get her out of the fight she's already gone well yeah and i mean they were practically partners it was just like he knows yep. that she's not gonna let him get away with some of the crazier bullshit but i mean she she's sparring with his einher yarn and she's there all the fucking time like they were at least working side by side if not together so again, it, it, it just, it makes more sense that somebody else got to Rudolph, in my opinion, yeah. unless somebody got to Marcone to get to, you know, which again, it could be Laura, right? It, cause we were talking about maybe Laura's moving against Marcone, but you got to think about it like the white court. She's not going to take out Marcone. She's going to enthrall Marcone if she can do anything about it, because that's right. the way that they're going to, to maneuver. If she brought him down, which she's fully capable of, then she loses, even if she wins. Yeah, white court, red court were allies. And when the red court is taken out and changes, uh, Lara knows all of their places to go fill in and take control of all of their spies. So I think Lara now has control over Rudolph the way that the red court did. Yeah, uh, right. I think I think it makes more sense that it's the Black Council going after Harry threw her. 
So it's and more I, like I buy that it's, too. It's yeah. just more of an angle, right? Like right. one is completely speculation, and one of them you can kind of like, no, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. But if, if Laura did get control of Rudolph, then why is she setting up Murphy and Harry? Well, exactly because she's also I mean, setting can... up Thomas for some reason and needs him out of the picture, and I'm, I don't know. I, like, it could be a pressure point. I mean, she goes to Harry and says, basically, you're gonna fucking do this so if you have both thomas and the the specter of murphy's uh future in jeopardy sure right. that's a good pressure point i guess i took it from the trailer of like you're gonna help my brother because he's your brother too mm -hmm. and they know she knows she knows they that all that stuff <laughs> they, they they did that little like oh things you know <laughs> I, I think it was a what white knight at the end of that one Maybe it was Probably. even Blood Rites, but... Uh, uh, Blood Rites is when he revealed it to her. And then I think he used it again in, in White Knight. Didn't Priscilla say that he wanted to have that reveal again in Peace Talks? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah, they, they, sounds, yeah. they, they've, they've fallen into the pattern of, like, wink-winking and turncoat about it. So I don't know why it would go back to, like, aha. But whatever. Because the reveal would have been so much fun three times. I whatever. <sighs> What do you think Marcon's trying to get out of the peace talks? Power. I mean, it's it's hard to say because like other so other than the fact that, you know, he wanted to be a baron probably because he was getting powerful enough that he needed leverage against the white court maybe and he needed to be able to better protect his people from that angle. Like what you know what's his goal why is he being barren why does he give a shit about the supernatural right like i feel like he could have he could have accomplished a lot of this just by using um um why can't i remember guard and and her organization right um monarch. yeah monarch thank you you know like i think that would have been sufficient almost certainly he found out about being a baron because of that relationship right and got pushed in that thing. So I get. Do you think he knows that there's a BAT coming? No, I... what I'm gonna Ooh. say is I think, I think he's being pushed into it by Vaterung because that's the only angle that makes sense is that Vaterung wants him it. to be a Baron. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's being manipulated into it, right? Obviously he's being carroted and stick, and stick, you know, where Vaterung knows he's under pressure and Marcone doesn't know enough to be like, oh, I'm gonna be the, the first human free freeholding Baron. No, Vaterung comes to him and says, hey, you should do this thing. So really the play is, it's, it's the same line from, it, was it from, changes or you know where like even ebenezer is like i think we're being set mm. up by our elders you know like that that level i vaterung's playing that game he's playing that game with mab and a few other people uh but yeah i think that's more what's going like marcone it doesn't make sense from marcone with you know being a vanilla mortal and what he knows about what he knows about even with him knowing about dresden i mean shit dresden barely knew about it when marcone said i need you to sign this for me and let alone to make the suggestion to marcone i think that came from monarch which means it came from vaterung and vaterung setting him up to be a fulcrum of some kind, you know, either to defend or yeah, leave. Which or I don't something. doubt, but I, I also don't think 
I don't think Marcone is just like blindly getting this run on him. I'm pretty sure no, he sure. asks enough questions and can see the storm clouds on the horizon enough to know that it's advantageous to have certain positions versus just, you know, being what he normally is as a normal mob boss and and not having any real kick. But but what's his play, right? Like so he he, he knows. presumably he knows has... what's going to happen. He knows what, like just like Nicodemus, he knows that something's going to happen because Marcone is the one who found him in Stormfront and instigated the Soul Gaze. He yeah. provoked Harry enough to do that, right. and he came out of it knowing more than Harry did. Harry doesn't know a damn thing at that time. Okay, but and then he goes around finding he gets guard as of uh, Death Masks is when we see her. Right. when he's trying to get all sorts of supernatural mm-hmm. things for various reasons. Right. And as he's building up, he knows that something is going to happen and he knew it before Stormfront. Just like Nicodemus knows, just like he's trying to do what he can. He doesn't know magic. He doesn't have the ability to learn it, but he can organize and he can get people in the right places. He can help Harry do what he needs to do to protect people. So where did he get clued in? Like, because I'm, I'm having a tough time mm-hmm. getting, uh, like, a motivation for the soul gaze other than he wanted something from Harry. He did get something over it. And, and there's been speculation that everybody sees the same thing when they soul gaze Harry, which is why Susan passed out. And Marcone's like, maybe his reaction is because so it is true. Or maybe it's just Marcone has a fucking poker face. But, you know, if he sees Fulcrum Harry, you know, gatekeeper warden you know grandmaster outsider yeah, or whatever you know denton said i won't let you take me yeah right uh hmm. well so. at least i mean we know the first three case files are direct harry versus nemesis plots but at a minimum the first two were also directly against marcone yeah like harry was an accident so essentially, in full it, you know if whether by hook or by crook whether intentionally or not if it was a result of these things coming, so Marcone takes a keen interest in it, or someone, maybe Vaderun, tips mm-hmm. him off to this kind of thing, right. and he knows to what to be on the lookout for, and slowly but surely he's coming along to build his, uh, yeah. you know, more. So and- he's going to wield Amarachius, is what you're saying, then? Like, he's going to wield the sword. I, I no. mean, I just I wouldn't well, be I, overly surprised, but I, I think that's more of a Thomas thing. Yeah, I like Thomas. I'm just, I'm skipping, I'm skipping five steps down the road now because the the question that is is going to be the most important to lead us there is the what and the why, right? So, okay, so Vatarung saw that Marcone is important, but how? Nemesis and, saw that well, Marcone was important enough to send the Wolf Belts to the FBI to get them to have the ability to set him up and take him down in full moon. But why? Because he's smart enough to be able to organize people against them. But he's just a dude. Like, but he owns Chicago. He is the, the mobster of Chicago. He can. He owns the government. Uh-huh. He owns all of the crooks. And he it has... had to be the fake FBI guys. It couldn't be vampires. It couldn't be necromancers. The FBI that it could be actually Fomor. get down through the human channel, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, or if, that's, look the, like if that's the whole point, is the human aspect of it. You know, I mean, it depends on how the BAT shapes, shapes out. If this becomes right. a real world-altering event, then Marcone ends up being like Lex Luthor, and he's the guy who's going to run the show after the end of this because mm-hmm. he's the head honcho human. Right. You know, it's, you know, it's a slow and it's not a necessarily 
the easiest uh, build up to to justify, but the, you know the bones are there. Sure, on that kind of a thing. Back back a little bit to the soul gaze thing. The other thought that I had is like you. So you brought up Denton and his reaction, right? Denton saw him as the destroyer, it's whereas Susan might have also seen him as the destroyer. So is it possible that there is some kind of like? you know, supernatural predisposition to see that sort of thing. So what if there are two two soul gazes people see? Marcone sees him as fulcrum, you know, as, as as the decider, whereas, you know, the other two saw him as the destroyer. And I don't know, that just kind of well, interesting. I mean, it, at least as far as the soul gaze goes, you could, I suppose the way it works is you could see the exact same thing everybody else sees, but your interpretation based sure. on how you see soul gazes makes it different. Like, you know, we know via the word of Jim that Ramirez, it kind of looks like music type thing. Mm -hmm. That's how he sees. So Harry, of course, sees things more in metaphor. If, right. if you see, you know, because every time you think of Harry's soul gaze, all I get pictured basically is Hellboy, you know, right. landscape with a flaming crown over his head. And right. like, this exactly. is what he is. He's the guy who's supposed to be the bad guy that's going to be our savior. Mm -hmm. And so if you see someone like Marcone who sees, you know, uh, Susan sees that and she sees the death and destruction and it's terrible. Right. But Marcone sees that and he sees the potential in mm -hmm. what or or how maybe this could be used to his advantage. Who knows? One of the other things that I was considering talking about this, too, though, is that, you know, soul gazes and specifically the sight break you know, like three dimensions and, and even time a little bit, right? When Harry uses the site to look at uh, Victor Shatterman's house, he sees that house always. He sees that house as it was, as it is, and as it will be. And I wonder if when they soul gaze Harry, they see that because, because the, you know, Susan seeing him as the destroyer in my interpretation and what I'm thinking about now breaks causality right because what i'm saying is like team bad guy sees the destroyer because he is the destroyer of them and so you get denton sees him as the judge jury and executioner susan does too but why because susan wasn't the bad guy then but she becomes full red cord at some point right so maybe she sees it through that lens because it breaks causality it's a stretch but you know that's kind sure. of where where i was at so but but that, that whole thing on the bingo card, that's one space right there, so. Well, and it also, I guess it depends on how much of a quote unquote mark his experience with the walker left on him and whether or not that influences it. Because if if it influences enough that someone who's just a normal human and gets the sight open can see it and interpret right. it and know what it means, right. then yeah. it has to be, I assume, enough to have left some sort of mark on his I mean, there, oh, in the soul. first few books, everyone basically commented on it. Like there was the guy in Stormfront that had taken Third Eye and he had deliberately mentioned he who walks behind. It's like, I yeah. see him there. Um, and then uh, Chauncey, where's the, the the other one in Death Mask that, oh, that he summoned to try to get the rest of the prophecy and stuff. It's like, you've that done evil. Sharvas, yeah. yeah. Like, you've, you've done it and I'm not going to work with someone who's evil, but uh, yeah, like, so he was, he always says it's something to do with how he killed Justin. Right. And like any other time he's reflecting on the th his actions, he's always talking about, yes, he killed people and sometimes he regrets them, but it seems that everyone can still see that mark of he who walks behind. 
and maybe he's just deflecting it I, and he doesn't know it. Well, part of the problem with that is that what we know in Ghost Story is that he who walks behind is still around. And so what? how do we know that they're seeing the mark of him without literally seeing the thing there? Like crazy, crazy tinfoil hat thing. Well, I mean, never mind. It's not even worth mentioning because Harry would know better. But like, what? What if it's been following him this whole time, you know? And for whatever reason, hasn't engaged him? Because again, if the outsiders and specifically the knights are as strong as they are supposed to be, if Lashiel's word is supposed to be taken at face value that they're powerful knights, why was why did Harry beat him with fucking gasoline and, and a cantrip? There's no way that that adds up unless there's some kind of machination or something involved there. And so if he didn't kill him then when they were in open confrontation, he still doesn't have motivation to kill him now, despite following around for 30 years. So like what's really going on? It's the same reason that you could, I guess, theoretically throw a, a Molotov cocktail onto Uriel and maybe dispel him for a little while, because if you're here, you're contained by the rules. Yeah. So the walker, big as it is and as powerful as it is and something that could match Uriel possibly in pound for pound fighting weight, it's still, once it comes here, it's got a body, it's got to deal with that shit. You damage it enough, you can get rid of it. You can't kill it. I mean, Mm -hmm. he put a soul fire bullet through the, he walked before his head and all it did was turn into mist and flee back to the outside, I suppose. Right. Wherever it went. But it, you know, it still exists, but it doesn't have its full power it can't go stomping around like a titan through chicago sure so and also it's not fighting to kill him it's fighting to do so i mean you know he's a Mm -hmm. starborn what if you know if this is his first influence if it's his first the first mark in favor one way or the other being made against him so it has a deep 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 cut bingo card of starborn gets explained no yeah i think Bingo Cards. card of Starborn. Yeah, Starborn gets a few dots filled in or something along those lines. Like, I and think then, if Ebenezer survives, you know, the in- encounter with the corner hounds, and if Harry is a little bit more than lucky, then maybe Ebenezer's like, I didn't I didn't believe it was true, but let me tell you what I know. And well, yeah, dies, if there's like so an I'm aspect of Harry's power that comes to the forefront that either works more effectively or is totally unknown to him, but, the, you know, beats off the corner hound for a while. Right. Like, um, because I could imagine that scene being like Ebenezer being like, holy shit, even I can't do that, you know, so right. it's gotta like, be like a thing. Like he did the first time know? he used Soulfire when he made a giant hand. It's like, what the fuck was that? So right. here's here's your uh, your your explanation. Here's your here's your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't remember. Clue, you know, is, <laughs> yeah. you just, you get, a, you get a taste of it, but yeah, I, I could see that, but there's no Exposition. way. There you go. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure Harry's ever going to fully understand it. Like not oh, unless the gatekeeper sits down and says, Oh, by the way, this is well, what not we until really are. He you know? grows his horns and shaves them down and then he can <laughs> makes the noble sacrifice. That's, that's when everything starts to kick over. Right. So pretty much. Which theoretically could have been changes, but mm-hmm. who knows? He's supposed to get stripped of his power and then, you know, make the noble sacrifice. And then Odin says, you know, look, I've been too hard on the boy. Really, you can have your hammer. No, sorry, different movie. So, do you think that Adam's going to show up? Cool. What? Yes. Yeah. And he won't be Kringle. It'll be that. Wrong. 
Right. Because, yeah, he's a signatory. But then right, he's why? a signatory. It, is he? Okay. As he's a signatory right? twice over. He's part of the Winter Court, and he's got he's his own signatory. And he's possibly on the Council of Wizards as some person. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I wasn't even talking about Rashid, but he showed up in fucking right. Chitanisa. Come on. Right. He, that's the Grey Council. That's the, the council. secret clandestine. That's different. Yeah. Grey Council made up of people from the White I, Council. I, so, I am seeing it now. We're going to get some like quasi anime scene where like Vaterung gets pushed into the ropes. So he's like, help, save me, Odin. And then he like tears off his Vaterung disguise and, you know, like saves himself. So, yeah. No. Yes. I will put it on my bingo card that Rashid and Vaterung are in the same thing. Same room. Same room. Same, same place room. Yeah. at the same time. Finally. Yeah. Okay, finally. You can dispel that they're the same person. I, I, don't, but know, they... I don't know if he's going to be, if Rashid's going to be. I, I want him to shake hands because that takes us into time cop territory so that even if they are the same people from different points in time, if they touch, they would explode. So, and possibly end the universe. So I feel like this is the kind of thing Rashid would specifically not go to because A, all supernatural communities are around, and B, you want to look out for the fucking sneak attack. Yeah. Gates, right? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, did huh. we get specific words? Because Ebenezer talks about who's going to be there and who's going to be left Christos behind. Christos listens to wind and Martha Liberty. All his allies that would help the block right. are there. And I guess and he doesn't Christos see Rashid as an ally. You know, yeah. He well, doesn't see... He is an enigma, and he's busy, and he's never around. So you can't... Even if he's an ally, you can't Well, I'm just saying, him. like, Ebenezer doesn't see, for example, the, the proven guilty thing as... Uh, uh, Mark is is an ally. He probably didn't know about the encounter in Summer Night or, you know, er, in Turncoat, right? Turncoat's the one where he, like, takes out the Scoobies with one swoop and, you know, is like, you can't do this. You can't well, do this I, confrontation. I don't think it's as simple as him. I think, you know, I mean, he knows who Margaret is. He, Ebenezer trusts him enough as far as that concerns. I'm sure he sees him as a friend, but you also have at the end of Turncoat, Rashid votes with the Merlin to keep the conspiracy under wraps. Like he's a guy who's going to do his own thing because he's looking at a different macro level than Ebenezer is. Mm -hmm. So he just, uh, I'm sure he thinks he can count on him as a general rule, but not as a situational rule. Like you can't just assume the gatekeeper is going to be there and, or do what you need. Right. As opposed to listens to Wynn and Martha Liberty who are pretty solidly always in his terrestrial camp. Sure. Okay. So Rashid stays home with the Merlin. I and well, ancient. I, I'm pretty sure he just stays at the gates, or yes, at Edinburgh if necessary. Right. But okay, so he's yeah, he's either at home or he's out doing gatekeeper shit, yeah, doing his job. Right. I mean, that's what he seems to be doing all the time anyway. It's not like when he doesn't show up for council meetings that he's sitting in Edinburgh. He's just right. He's sitting. In <laughs> I his. can't be arsed today. <laughs> Coffee's too good. Just staying he's, home. You know, he's yeah. kind of busy. Yeah. So it is that Merlin and Rashid is probably absent, and then Ancient Mai. And, uh, Ancient Mai is not there. Yeah, so they're going to be doing the quorum that's trying to kick uh, Harry out of the senior or the White Council. Right. Okay. Right. Trying to count, and I ran out of fingers, and I'm too dumb right. to go to the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and as close as it is through the ways to Chicago, Harry's going to be also busy and can't be in two places at once. So. I mean, that's the thing. I wouldn't Somehow. be surprised if at the end of Peace Talks, if shit's going down, like you get, I, I guess it depends on how it leads in. If the book ends with like, and then the Titan appeared, or if there's some right. sort of breather in between the shit really hits the fan, 
as to whether or not he gets to deal with this council maneuver in the last chapter or two as a face-to-face thing. Okay, so let's put this on the bingo card then. I, I don't think he does deal with it. I, I, I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't see how it's possible, though. I don't see there's going to be any convenient way that he's going to get to Edinburgh to make his case. All of his allies are gone. I think they finally get him kicked off the council, but that doesn't mean that they can follow up with plan or part two, which is fucking kill him because, you know, he, he's a warlock and whatever. Obviously, Ebenezer doesn't think they're going to directly come with him, though he doesn't rule it out. He thinks he's just not going to be protected by the council anymore and possibly by Ebenezer. But I think everybody's also going to be pretty fucking busy with the Titan at that point. Well, uh, that could be the other thing. They so, kick him off, and then at the end of battle uh, grounds, it's like, okay, in light of recent events, maybe we're <laughs> right. going to rescind that, right? Honorary reinductee, or 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 even better, let's let's do some crazy battleground speculation. The council shows up to help defend Chicago because they gotta, and most of them get wiped out and ganked, and then you know everyone's like, well. You know, those old fogies aren't around. That kind of leaves Ramirez in charge, and he doesn't want the job. So what do you say, you know? I don't know. I, that's that's pipe dream right there. I was going to say, yeah, I definitely wouldn't go that yeah. far. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if something seriously destabilizes the White Council, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to lose too many people. Uh, Christos is working, or Christos slash Black Council, are working on destabilizing it. And if they kick out Harry, they can no longer call on him to protect them. Right. So he's making them more vulnerable. Sure. Do so. Who's who's going to bite it? Let's like let's focus on the senior council side. Who's going to bite it? Do do we think Eb's gone? Oh God, yes. I mean, you I can't do. help. I I think like, it's enough. You the know. talking about the red herring and that it's too obvious. I get it, and I I like you're probably right, but I just like he's dead. There's no right. way. Like so, I said, I, I'm not going to be shocked if it happens. I just think it's been laid on a little thick. Right. And I don't, when Eb goes, he's going to name Harry Blackstaff because Jim sure. said that the person gets to choose. Well, that's almost certainly inevitable when, whenever it happens. Right. right. My lungs have been ripped out, but I just wanted to say this staff is yours. Blah! Also about your mother, because we've got to keep that going. You know, <laughs> uh, Ramirez is going to make it somehow. I don't know how. He, he's got every reason to be squished. Like a, a boulder should fall from the sky and, and, you know, squish him or a car or something, but he's going to make it somehow. That's my prediction. I'm, but I, I'm, I, I know I hope Murphy bites it, but I'm, I'm, it's less of a just desire at this point because one, she's still going to be around as a Valkyrie. But <laughs> two, because after the Bingo trailer, and you see her Valkyrie. like sawing off her cast stupidly. It's like if she does this, if right. she does this, goes into battle and doesn't die, right? I'm, I'm, no, stop. it's, it's going to be a hard disbelief yeah. is gone anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So she's either she's got a Jedi out one way or the other, right? She's either got to do the you underestimate my power. Or that if you kill me, I'll only oh. become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, that one. She's going to go into <laughs> battle because she has to. She's going to uh, basically die, and Garda is going to select her as a warrior for Ragnarok. So she won't be a Valkyrie. She'll be an Einar Yar. See, and I, I kind of actually, I didn't consider that, but I dig that too. Like, Guard or somebody along mm-hmm. that camp selects her, but it yes. takes her off the board until the BAT. 
I think would mm. be just as acceptable as, you know. Sure, but I mean, we, we know the Einher Yard, like, get out and about as private security, so. Yeah, but yes, she's but not. She would be a part of Monarch. She's a Valkyrie. So. Well, well, right, it depends on which you know, way girls. Right. If, if she becomes if a Valkyrie, she is in a different managerial position than if she is an Einher Yar. Right. Which yeah. is the kind of thing she would want, I imagine. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure she's fine either way. She's probably fine being a soldier, but mm -hmm. I'm sure as a general rule of being able to be in the fight, if she was a Valkyrie, I can't imagine she would not be okay with that. No, right. Either one would probably be acceptable to her. It just kind of depends on how it, it gets built up. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the bingo card square is that Murphy ascends into Norse mythology. <laughs> <laughs> is that the middle or just one of them? <laughs> no, sorry. It's just, it was I a mean, joke about how going, we've just going strictly by the trailer and her fucking sawing that thing off. If that, right. it has to, it has to be. Ooh, I got, I got a better one for you. It's a dream sequence. How much so, of it? No, like the her sign the cast off is her being stuck at home daydreaming about riding into battle to save Harry somehow. Oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. we so that's her, a red so, so we change perspectives and we go into her head like it's a short story. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Let's, let's um, wrap this up. I want to go on the pool. Gatekeeper, does he make it? Does he show up even? I don't think he shows up. Okay. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he sends a note, but I don't think he shows up on screen. Mm. Does Christos die or does he turn? Turn I mean, what? He's already. Well, I'm like obvious. Is he outed? Is he, you know, like probably not. Yeah, I would say no. You think he still gets away? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, but for now, listen, Tilly and uh, the Dick ex-husband uh, show up, and then FBI has to. Oh, she was telling the truth the whole time. Mm. Yeah, that's too convenient. <laughs> so I want, I, like, I want to agree with you, but it's it's definitely not the. Dresden universe way so I think it would be like how many times is there like a magical like unification of, of the sides there's always still aspersions or like, like other than maybe at the end of changes when the Scoobies get away but even still that's not completely untouched right Molly gets it would be and all this other revealing shit. the state of things to the, the mortal world and the authorities mm -hmm. without being able to actually do anything productive for Dresden or his family mm -hmm. like so murphy would still be uh in a bad position mm -hmm. but they would believe her now yeah i mean for some of that i mean once the lid is blown off i guess they're gonna have to so yeah you're right so. uh but have no let's see if we are out of time <laughs> maybe we'll speculation episode spec two yes after the book comes out let's see how right. that one goes i'm okay with that. now i'm, I'm not, not going even... to have read it so i'm okay with that yeah i know you are but there's there's no way man i'm definitely mm. having read this book by the, t the next time so probably so everyone uh get your copy as fast as you can and easy will be the slow poke yeah i just so what in the episode what are we talking about because we we did say we were going to give at least an episode worth of space uh, we have we a guess. What's his... right? Yeah, and so we'll we'll just try to to keep the line as we have. Like the only early release chapters can be spoiled. Sure, we'll try that up we've to done, chapter done... six and the microfiction. Yeah, we've done spoilers all for five years, so let's see how that goes. <laughs> right, <sighs> it's gonna be tough. Yeah, uh, plug our ship, I guess. Go ahead, director. Hey, EG, go for it. You're the director, right? Right. 
Um, <laughs> we have a while we weren't recording podcast, and that's about it. Next Saturday. Well, you should really rename the thing of Justin yells at me about something. There you go. What are what am I yelling about you uh, next week? Something about Samurai Jack, and I was too young to watch it. Oh, oh no! Yeah. I think EG I totally and I are yelling that, that time. So. No, I totally. I, I said it was overrated, and I don't remember any of it anyway. So that's right. that's my stance. I don't need to argue about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we can find something else to yell about, or we can go back to the fact that I think Joss Whedon's overrated. There you go. Right. Stay tuned next week when we ramble about we don't know what yet. Yeah. Uh, fun.